Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello all of you beautiful people, Jules here for WhatCulture.com and I'm sorry my friends but I'm going to have to unleash the Kraken, the absolute evils of the gaming industry on you today because I'm going to be talking about terrible video game levels, ones that sucked our lives both in a game sense and quite literally as we squeezed our controllers like they were the throats of the developers who made them. But let's try and keep that blood from being too fizzy right now and get through this together as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com and these are the 8 most annoying video game levels ever made. Number 8. Roar at Monkeys slash Can't Wait to be King, The Lion King No Disney game from the early 90s is more infamous than the one based on The Lion King. To put it lightly, it is hard as Specifically, the second level, based on Simba's charmingly naive number, I just can't wait to be king, requires a maddening level of precision. At the beginning of the level is a puzzle in which you have to make monkeys toss you around in a specific order so that you can reach a nearby giraffe. Now, you're supposed to roar at specific monkeys to change their direction, but given that the game came out before the advent of internet walkthroughs, this takes an insane amount of trial and error. Next, you have to dodge tree branches while riding atop an ostrich. Even if you jump a fraction of a second off cue, you will die instantly. This is immediately followed by a section where you swing from the tails of hippos, and like the previous section, if your jump timing is even slightly off, you are going to fall in the water and die. Oh, and after all of that, there's an even harder ostrich run and an even harder monkey puzzle. Oh my god, why? You know what? Apparently this was done on purpose. Blockbuster had a promo deal in which renters could rent both the video game and the film at the same time. But the problem was, is that game developers weren't getting any of the profits. So because of outside pressure from Disney themselves, they added in this massive difficulty spike to ensure sure that the game could not be beaten within the rental period. And with that in mind, I think I can wait to be king after all. Number 7. Stage 6-2 Ninja Gaiden It's no secret that video games were a lot more difficult back in the old NES days, and there may be no game that fits this description more aptly than Ninja Gaiden. The entire game is incredibly challenging, but there is also no level within it that is more frustrating than level 6-2. So to make a long story short, there's a good reason why so many old-school gamers still fear this level. It begins with a torrent of flying ninjas throwing their stars at you. They're hard enough to dodge on their own, by the way, but sometimes they'll kill you without even hitting you. 
And while you are offered a temporary reprieve while climbing up to the upper part of this level, you're met by a literal endless artillery of avian enemies amongst other ninjas who will respawn immediately upon being killed. This level doesn't ever give you a moment to think. It's a literal constant onslaught of things that can and will kill you. And it's especially frustrating because at times it feels impossible to beat. And remember, there is a big difference between difficult and impossible. Of course, we all know that this level can be conquered through trial and error, but the point still stands. This level is rife with every unfair enemy placement possible, to the point where beating it feels more like luck than it does actual skill. Number 6. The Waterfall Contra This may well be one of the steepest difficulty curves in the history of gaming. Waterfall, the third level of the notoriously hard game Contra, is the only level that scrolls vertically rather than horizontally. The precariously placed platforms make it exceedingly difficult to dodge the falling rocks and the literal army of soldiers that are shooting down at you from all angles, and all it takes is one mistimed hit to end up falling to your doom. Now, playing this level on its own is frustrating enough, but playing it with a second player, oh, that's migraine territory, my friend. Usually having a second player encourages you to play together, but here it amplifies the exasperation tenfold. You and your partner need to work in near-perfect tandem to ascend this waterfall, because if one of you goes too far upwards, you'll also both die. Yes, you heard that correctly, both of you will die. So on top of being swarmed by gunmen and tanks while traversing upward, you also have to keep a steady pace with your partner in order to survive. That is maddening. Number 5. Lightning Lookout Donkey Kong Country 3 Dixie Kong's Double Trouble So here's a sentence that nobody has ever uttered anywhere ever. You know what this game needs? More undodgeable attacks. The Donkey Kong Country series is known for having plenty of difficult levels in its rank, but no matter how hard these levels are, at least they are fair. The same cannot be said, though, for Lightning Lookout. As you'd expect from its name, your objective in this level is to proceed through somewhat standard platforming while also avoiding lightning. The lightning itself isn't too difficult to avoid in the first half of the level, but it's the second half that is flat-out unfair. After you reach the midway save barrel, the lightning becomes so fast it's near impossible to avoid. It can even predict your movement as well and strike based on where you'll end up at the speed that you're moving. And to make matters worse, there are swimming sections. If that lightning hits any part of the water while you're in it, then say goodbye. What a terrible gimmick. Number 4. Seashell Shore The Spyro Reignited Trilogy In the original Spyro Year of the Dragon, this first world level wasn't really that bad at all. Just a standard, mostly underwater level with some slight challenges. In the Reignited Trilogy, however, Seashell Shore is the bane of the franchise the likes of which we have never seen since Enter the Dragonfly. So let's just start with the basics. It's a pretty standard water level, right? But then again, nobody likes water levels. Easily the most frustrating part about the regular level, though, is the fact that the crystal vases aren't as vibrantly green, making them trickier to find amongst the seaweed. But the real issue with this level are in its missions. Other than a pretty decent Sheila mission that sees you destroying Rhinox sand fortresses, every single mission in this level is absolutely horrible. For example, one mission forces you to take out enemies as you rocket uncontrollably down a high-speed water tunnel to reach an egg at the end. And the controls here are pitiful, as he seems to have a magnet pushing him to the walls at most times. And speaking of awful controls, this level's greatest sin is in the Bluto the Rhinoc mini-boss battle. There's no rhyme or reason for the control scheme in this fight. Instead of using the directional buttons to navigate the ship, your direction depends on where the camera is pointing, and since it defaults towards Bluto at all times, you basically have to steer the camera away from him so that you don't careen towards him whenever you try to move. Worse yet, you lose actual lives if he beats you, which he will. Bad controls, bad missions, bad level design. Just a bad time overall. Number 3. Tubular Super Mario World One of the most frustrating elements of a platformer is when a game forces you to move slowly. Say hello to Tubular. 
In just the second level of Super Mario World Special Zone, Tubular requires you to nail some pretty precise jumps and then spend the second half of the level floating like a balloon with no ground beneath you. As you float along piece by piece, you'll have to dodge baseball-throwing enemies and fire-spitting volcano plants, all the while trying to continuously remain afloat by using the liberally spread-out pea balloons. The sluggish movement alone is enough to make this a super annoying level, but add in having to dodge that salvo of nonsense with perfect timing and to keep yourself airborne makes this near insufferable. And the anxiety of seeing yourself deflating as you approach the next balloon is completely unmatched. There is of course a way to cheese this level if you enter with a blue Yoshi and a cape feather, which allows you to jump off the heads of the charging chucks and then eat one of the Koopa paratroopers and then just fly through to the end of the level. But still, as it stands, the intended method of beating this qualifies for this list, and maybe a section of gaming hell as well. Number 2. Road Crash Crash Bandicoot Warped The third entry in the original Crash Bandicoot trilogy added multiple new gameplay mechanics to try and keep the series fresh and interesting. Amongst these many examples were the motorcycling levels, which saw Crash don a leather jacket and hop on his chopper to race against Cortex's minions. But you know what? I love this game, but these sections, they absolutely sucked. (laughs) And there is no worse example than Road Crash. To start with, Crash's bike controls feel like you're swimming through peanut butter. He turns incredibly sluggishly, and it's even worse when you run over a speed boost. And when it came to the remaster, they somehow made this process worse. His turning angle got even less. So now it feels like you're piloting this lawn dart rather than any sort of vehicle that you can control. Oh, and by the way, if you're trying to go and get the Platinum Relic on this, then good luck, my friends, as you will need to boost the entire level without stopping. And I hate it, I hate it, I hate it so much, I hate it so much, I hate it more than the high road. (laughs) I hate it more than the high road. And number one, Labyrinth Zone, Sonic the Hedgehog. So I bet you were looking at this list and thinking that the Water Temple from Ocarina of Time was going to be on here. Well, wrong, my friend, because that would be too easy. And instead, let's talk about another annoying water-based level, Labyrinth Zone from the original Sonic the Hedgehog. But which act, you might be asking? Well, you know what, my friend? How about all of them? Labyrinth Zone is an unforgiving water pit rife with near-undodgeable retractable spears, enemies that ambush you, instant death spikes, slow-moving platforms, and barriers that require precision platforming, which is pretty tricky to pull off with sluggish underwater controls, and you've only got very few opportunities to catch your breath. And also, this was the first time that Sonic fans ever heard that dreaded drowning music, which is basically the musical version of an anxiety attack. Furthermore, the battle with Robotnik in this zone isn't even a battle, it's an upward chase sequence in which you have to dodge a barrage of fireball-shooting gargoyles and the aforementioned spears, while the foreboding green water rises up to slowly drown you. In essence, this zone is what happens when a group of game developers sits down and says, hey, you know that Sonic is supposed to be like the fastest thing alive well how about a whole zone where he isn't brilliant cheers lads great fun hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.